All right, welcome back to the Faceoff Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and this is episode 23. Episode 23 coming at you. As always, we are sponsored by Rubes Brews. Please check them out on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, the new Facebook page that they have. Everybody, if you haven't liked it, go ahead and Log on to Facebook, like Rubes Brews, and uh, I don't know, you might uh, win some stuff. Who knows? Uh, but if you follow them on the Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter, you can place your order now for the return of Klingtoberfest, a Dallas stars theme Oktoberfest beer. Send a DM to Facebook or Instagram page to uh, get your order in now. All right. Well, we have a uh, we have a guest in here today who is uh, part of a, part of a hockey team, a hockey organization, I should say that we uh, that we've uh, been involved with uh, here recently. Uh, in the studio today, we have the goaltender for the Fort Worth Barracudas. Um, we have in here today uh, Josh Messick. Josh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Josh, so. Um, Wayne Johns, captain of the uh, current captain of the Fort Worth Barracudas, he's he was one of my earlier guests. I want to say he was uh, episode eight. Uh, so you know we're at episode twenty three now. So obviously it was a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> I can remember kind of talking to him, you know, during that podcast, or it might have been afterwards. But I'm like, hey, you know, if you have any any of your buddies that might want to come on, or they might be interested, and without hesitation, he threw you out. He didn't talk to you. <laughs> he didn't know anything. He didn't know whether or not you wanted to come on the show. But uh, that's because I told him to do it. He put. He, I was about to say like he was just automatically like, hey, I got a guy for you. Like here we go. And uh, so I've. Uh, and we were kind of talking about this before the podcast, but uh, I just kind of had you in my back pocket, and uh, you know, it's kind of just like, all right, like you know, if I can get a guess, I can get a guess. But uh, having this partnership with the uh, with the Barracudas is kind of cool because it's like, all right, like I need a guest, like all right, uh, who's on the Barracudas that I, that I want to get on here? But uh, you know, we've had uh, we've had Wayne on, and then we had uh, Megan on, so um, you know, you should still feel like you're one of the one of the first ones on. And, and uh, I feel honored. Hey, well, I yes. I I, 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 cer- <laughs> I certainly certainly appreciate that. But um, I would say both Megan and Wayne had nothing but just awesome kind of things to say about you. You know, you when you're kind of talking about a, a person, and they're like, yeah. He's a good guy, you know, whatever. But they were like, "Oh no, he's the best. He's great. You'll just love him. You'll just—he is just the nicest." So both of them were like, "Really?" Do I have to say nice stuff about them? No, you don't have to. No, no, you absolutely do not have to. (laughs) I mean, you can. I mean, we're trying to be, uh, you know, I I love them. They're great people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And we should uh, congratulate Megan because she just got engaged. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I I didn't know. I'm on Facebook. She's my friend on Facebook. That's that's the only way I know. I haven't been uh, up to date on social media recently. So now you know. So we can go ahead. Congratulations. We can go ahead and uh, congratulate her. So maybe next time you see her, just uh, throw out a congratulations. But uh, she was super awesome on the show. And, uh, you know, I think she's going to... She's gonna lead you guys in a in a good direction, you know. You because uh, oh, yes. she was there last year, and I'm sure that uh, she just seems like um, you know. I, I was kind of talking to her about this, and it's one of those like I always really like when coaches come on here because we can kind of do uh, coach talk or whatever. But uh, she knows what she's talking about. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, yeah, most definitely. She's she has her stuff organized. Yeah, uh, I mean. We come to practice, and we know what the practice plan is going to be a week in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on top of it, yeah. so we're we're definitely not worried. And you know, with everything that we've seen with the short amount of time, we're all but impressed. Hey, so. well, there, well, there you go, there you go. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of like. Um you know, kind of changes right before the season, you know, season's getting started, you know, some things can not kind of need to change around. And uh, it's one of those to where if there's one change, it, it still affects everybody on the team. So everybody kind of has to uh, take that change in and kind of uh, do with it what they will. But, uh, you know, as far as, you know, me talking to the guys I've talked to, uh, everybody's on board this season and, and I'm looking forward to it. When is your next game? Do you know, off the top of your head? Uh, off the top of my head, Robinson, I don't know. It's, uh, it's in November, late November. Yeah, I can yeah. pull up the schedule really quick oh yeah uh, hey we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll find a time to do it at the end uh or maybe uh, oh i can get steve to do it okay this is why it's good to have steve yeah. around so steve if you can look up oh and there's also a new uh, barracuda's website so yes if you want you can look up the it's new pretty awesome spanking new barracuda's uh website that does happen to have a link to the face-off spot down at the bottom i checked it out it's pretty cool uh pretty neat but robin i guess uh your general manager uh he is kind of into that uh tech stuff him and matt taylor are always kind of texting me about 
about these things. I'm like, you guys should just text each other. I, I don't have this this technological skill that <laughs> uh, that you guys have here. But uh, no, the, he obviously does a real good job uh, about that. And uh, on the, not to change up the topic of conversation here, but uh, on the topic of new websites, I, I keep kind of teasing this new uh, face-off spot website that's coming out. We're really, 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 really close. Probably just days away. So uh, everybody, be on the lookout for uh, for the uh, Face Off Spot website. Well, I've uh, plugged myself here, but uh, all right. So now we're going to start getting in and uh, to you know our normal kind of uh, tradition here is to talk about how did you start. You have you're you're a young Josh Messick. You're uh, <laughs> well. I, I'm I'm trying to just I'm I'm actually creating your story for you right now. But how does Josh Messick? How does he get started into playing hockey? Where does he live? How is he feeling? Is he getting pushed out there? Does he want to do it what we, we just we want to know the answer to these questions yeah so I'm actually the first person in my immediate family to play hockey yeah um I was born in Louisiana mm-hmm. and uh hockey's not huge in Louisiana yeah. uh but whenever I was in first grade I believe my sister actually was dating a guy that played roller hockey mm-hmm. and we went to a game and I saw it, and I was like, Mom, I want to do whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. just because it looked awesome. And so we, uh, you know, my parents invested in it, got me started in roller hockey um, at this place called Top Shelf. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if it's still around. And this is, uh, uh, this is in Louisiana? Yes, this is in, uh, oh my goodness, what, what is the town? It's not Lafayette. Or maybe it is. I think it's Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we're in Lafayette playing at Top Shelf, and uh, lost my train of thought there. Uh, well, you're you're, you're getting into <laughs> hockey. You're playing roller hockey, yeah. as most people do. They start with roller hockey, yes. and then they get into it. Okay, so uh, we go to a Louisiana ice skaters game. Oh yeah, ice skater. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. this was back in 1998, 99 ish, mm-hmm. um, and they won the Kelly Cup that year. Mm-hmm. And I saw the goalies' pads thought they were the coolest thing in the world i wanted to be a goalie ever since and um convinced my mom to uh you know let me try goalie and roller hockey once and Mm -hmm. so i did fell in love with it and then we ended up moving to dallas for my dad's job and uh found out that there was ice hockey here Mm -hmm. and a team needed a goalie uh just some house league team oh every team needs a goalie at some point yeah it was at uh skate in texas i don't know if you Mm -hmm. remember i've only been out here for a couple years yeah so yeah uh so those listening that are local definitely understand skate Mm -hmm. in texas was uh unique yeah um in the sense of it was essentially a old barn that they just turned into an ice rink yeah um it was built off of like some farmland Mm -hmm. like kind of right off the highway it was uh the upkeep wasn't the greatest yeah well it's it's a bit i'll try not to say too many negative things about it but yeah um it's where i where i got my start so i can't trash it too much (laughs) do you uh so do i mean do you do you still play roller hockey at all or do you because i i've always you know because i played a little bit of goalie too um but i always found roller to be much more difficult you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, just as far as not actually being able to kind of like slide as well. Um, and now they have these kind of like fancy things that you can like put on the pads <laughs> and they like make you slide a little bit better. But, you know, the whole thing is that that resistance of going kind of side to side on your pads is just always like, this is a little bit harder. I felt like ice uh, ice was a little bit easier. So I didn't, but you're just, you're just doing ice now. Yeah. Yes. hundred yeah, percent. Okay. Um, so I get uh, offered to play roller a lot. Yeah. Um, but just cause goalie and roller is, is hard to find. Cause, yes, cause it, it, yes. find me a goalie that prefers roller over yeah. ice mm-hmm. and I'll give you a million dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, um, the other thing too, take is just, that back. I, I, cause there's probably one out there, so I'm not going to say yeah, that, but well, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. My, uh, my men's league, uh, goalie Cooper Cothran, he plays uh roller goalie as well. And it's one of those things to where, um, I always felt like playing roller, not just like the, you know, sliding and not be, not being able to slide as well, but just like. With it not being as cool, like, you get really hot really quick. Yes. You know what I mean? You just get, it's like, okay, it's already hot in here, and now you're just going to throw on, because, you know, most of the outdoor roller rinks that I was playing in back home, you know, they were outdoor roller rinks, and, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma, so obviously, you know, when it it gets hot, it gets gets a little toasty, and I can kind of remember... I was actually playing roller hockey goalie. I was a young kid. I wasn't on rollerblades. I was just, uh, I was wearing shoes. So <laughs> I was uh, probably seven or eight. And I can remember just the sun beating down on me. 
and just kind of just feeling kind of like when they when they say you're kind of and I don't know if it was exactly heat stroke, but when they say that you get start you start to get kind of like delirious. It was kind of that I was like I like really just kind of started and I kind of just walked over and just kind of yeah. like almost like passed out or fainted and they're dumping water on me or whatever. Um, so I think after that I was like I'm not gonna play roller hockey goalie anymore because I think <laughs> I was pretty close to like you know evidently you know of course like I see it one way, but if you were to ask my mom, she was like you are almost dead. You know what I mean? One, <laughs> yeah. of, one of those things there so i was like well i'm not gonna do this anymore mom i promise um but yeah it does it does get hot you know playing goalie out there but now you're playing you're, you're playing ice goalie now um where uh where are we at uh in in the in the history of you playing goalie now you're playing ice hockey how how old are you and where are you what are you doing oh gosh i am second grade so what there is that go. eight years old yeah seven eight years old some somewhere around there so you're like a mic yes yeah. yeah so um I start playing there. I play for a team called uh, the Red Wings. Yeah. And it was just a little house league team, but uh, I met up with a goalie coach uh, named Cam McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Cam McDonald. Shout he out Cam is McDonald. Uh, a coach. He's coaching up in, oh gosh, I'm not going to say the country because I'll get it wrong. Um, but he's coaching uh, internationally. Yes, internationally. There we go. Um, love him to death. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so connected with him at the time, he was the goalie for the Fort Worth Brahmas. Mm-hmm. And so I started having lessons with him, started getting a little bit better. And then we found out about travel hockey. Yeah. Um, so this was a couple of years down the road. I'm now probably like second year squirt ish. Mm-hmm. And we found out about the Lone Star Wolves. Yep. Um, so I played for the Lone Star Wolves for a couple seasons. Um, probably the most fun I've ever had playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was young, but I got the opportunity to go to Quebec and play in the International Pee Wee Tournament. Hey, um, it's like the biggest Pee Wee Tournament in pretty much the world. Yeah. Um, you know, there was teams from Austria, Germany, Russia, um, teams from all over Canada, all over the United States. Um, Mark Messier was coaching, mm-hmm. um, you know, big, crazy, big names. It, uh, it's the tournament where Sidney Crosby was discovered. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that uh, unbelievable experience, mm-hmm. um, got to stay 10 days with the family, um, in Quebec. So you got to be immersed in the culture. Um, you get to learn about the French Canadian ways. Mm-hmm. It's during Carnival. So you get to learn a lot about that, and then not only that, you get to play hockey against some good competition. Oh, yeah. Granted, it's peewees, but hey, we're all peewees at that time, so it's wow. good competition to us. I mean, I mean, <laughs> at, at, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, peewee hockey, I mean, that's still, because I mean, that's kind of right at that age where like kids are starting to kind of like, you know, get big and like get mm-hmm. strong, and because I can remember, and you can probably relate to this too, but I can remember because I played travel hockey as a goalie. I skated out as well. I say it all the time. But anyway, so I can just remember going from like, I think it was like second year squirt to like first year peewee. And all of a sudden now you're playing against, you know, the second year peewees that you didn't see last year. And now you're like, oh, these guys can shoot the puck. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is different now. Like, they can play. Well, that's they when can slap shots it. become a thing. Oh, or... yeah. I mean, they can actually use them. I mean, there's so many young kids that try to slap shots. I'm like, okay, look, like, not to be whatever. You can you can start practicing the form of it, you know, at a, at a young age, which I think is good. But at a certain point, you don't have kind of that that power yet in order, mm-hmm. you know, to make. But then as soon as, you you know, if you're playing goalie and you take you start getting real slap shots, you're like, okay, these are different. I haven't, yeah. seen, I haven't seen these types of shots before. Because you well, really haven't. This was back in the day, too, whenever Pee-wee's allowed checking. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Which was, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like that was, I mean, because that, that rule you changes. Get, you get one kid that's, you know, 6'2", 160 oh, yeah. pounds at, yeah. you know, 11 years old going into a little bitty four foot eight kid. Oh yeah. You see some big hits. Yeah. It's... No, we still have uh there it was funny. There was uh there was a team down here, uh, you know, because we, we played travel. And so when we played travel, there was um each organization hosted like one tournament. But at that point there was like five Dallas organizations. So I just felt like I was driving or we and my family were you know, driving to Dallas, uh, Dallas quite a bit, but, uh, you know, it was one of those to where there were, there was a kid on one of those teams that was just, 
I felt we we all felt like he was like six foot. Like we're just like first, you know, peewees. I'm a first year peewee at this point. But that kid literally, I mean, there, it, it, you know, th- this is probably over comical, but you know, I felt like we were just holding on to his legs, and he was just skating through us. And I mean, he had just already hit his growth spurt where he was just already like a man, you know, a peewee age or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those to where like that that peewee age, you know, that that's where things kind of get offset a bit. Some kids start growing. Some kids haven't started growing yet, um, but I still think, um, you know, I don't really know the reason behind them raising the age for, for checking, but I almost feel like you should do it when they're a little bit younger, and people might disagree, and I don't know everything, but I feel like when they're younger, like, they're they're kind of small, so at that point, like, you can learn it without being, like, really dangerous, because, like, if you're learning it at the bantam age, if you want to call it that, and it's not called bantams anymore, I still just, you know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. most people know what I'm talking about, uh, but whatever you'd call it, U16, U14, whatever it is. Um, I think but bantam's it, U14. U14, yeah, yeah. so, so yeah, Pee-wee's is U12 now, um, but it's one of those situations to where, at that point, now you have kids that are super, super huge, and kids that haven't started growing, now you're teaching them all to check at the same time, you know, so it's just kind of one of those situations to where, like, I, I'm i sure there's a reason behind it. I don't quite get it. I'd rather them start checking when they're a little bit smaller and a little bit less uh, dangerous. But that's just me. Yeah, the intent is probably good. Yeah, the intent, I'm sure, is good. But uh, I don't understand it. I, I kind of I agree with your point there. I mean, look at football. Yeah. Uh, they teach the kids the heads-up tackling whenever they're, yeah. you know, first starting out at six years old. Yeah, well, I mean, that's dangerous. Teach, Teach the kids how to check properly, and you'll have less injuries when they get older and bigger. But yep. I can definitely see, you know, the benefits of waiting until everybody grows yep. to start hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have those that everybody grows. One kid really is a natural at hitting. One yeah. kid kind of struggles with his balance. You have more chance for injury in that, yeah. in that sense. But yeah. There's there's good on both sides. There's bad on both sides, right? Yeah, and then they, they did this new thing, too, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but they did... Uh, so now if you're on the penalty kill, and granted, this has been a rule for maybe like, I don't know, four or five years now, but they do it now to where if you're on the penalty kill, you can't ice the puck. And I think it's only U14 and under. I think after that, it goes back to the way that we've always played and whatever. But I'm thinking like, okay, you're teaching something that you're no longer utilizing after you turn 16. So I've I've actually heard of talk mm-hmm. about implementing that at higher levels. So either taking away the icing on the penalty kill, yeah, or um, I forget what the what the other one is. It has to do with something on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it was in battle to up the scoring. Yeah. Uh, instead of decrease the goalie pad size more. Yeah. How about maybe change the game a little bit mm-hmm. to implement more offensive opportunities? So eliminating the icing on the PK. Uh, would open up a lot more opportunities because hey, that that eliminates some power plays or penalty kills whole strategy. Yeah, yeah, no, and I I get that, and I I just think that they're always because I was actually talking to coaches about this when this was first uh, implemented. When it was first implemented, I was actually up in co- or I was up in Vermont and I was coaching um I was coaching peewees. We were talking about peewees. I was actually uh, coaching peewees. Um, but at, at this point, I was talking to other coaches. I'm like, well, what do we teach now? You know what I mean? There's no since you can't ice the puck, you know, like, hmm. what do you do? My best guess, I was like, okay, like, try and chip it out. Try and get as deep as you can. Teach these kids how to, like, ice it without getting it past the goal line. Like, I, that was about yeah. my best guess. I I, I would agree with that. Uh, I think that they should implement the same sort of structural rules across the entirety of the game. Well, yeah. But Just that, because yes, you got yes, to yes. teach the kids the, the fundamentals of the game itself. So if you're changing the rules from year to year, yep. then you're just introducing confusion um, to the kids. So I definitely side with you on that. And I think that's my biggest thing is whatever it is, keep it, but don't change the rules up when you turn 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now you're 15. Now think, you know, because it's a big, you know, uh, power, power plays happen a lot. Penalty kills happen a lot. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, we've never been... Because the, the coaching strategy for that is going to change completely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, you're being taught something else because the rule's different. So, like I said, I don't quite understand the rule, but uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're figuring out all, all the problems for youth hockey here, but uh, <laughs> but let's uh, let's go ahead. Uh, we'll get back. Uh, all right, so Josh Messick, he is uh, <laughs> just finished the tournament up in Quebec. And uh, so, where, where are we at now? So, you are... Uh, 
you're you're playing hockey, uh, travel hockey. Did you say Lone Star Wolves? Is that yes, Lone Star Wolves? Yes. Okay. So, so at that at the time, uh, I was playing with the Lone Star Wolves. Um, had a uh, great season. Uh, went to Quebec, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of side note on that: uh, the family that I stayed with in Quebec, I'm actually still in contact with them to That's this awesome. day. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping whenever I share this, that they they take a listen to it. Hey, yeah. Um, so Jacques, yeah. Natalie, Anthony, I just want to say, hey, love you guys. Um, but yeah, still in contact with them. Um, had a great time up there. But uh, after that, the Lone Star Wolves kind of. I don't want to say they folded, but they kind of went away for a little bit because mm-hmm. I think they're back now, yeah, or I, they were back for a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they are anymore. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the Lone Star Wolves kind of merged with Alliance, uh-huh. and then so that's whenever I uh, played with Alliance. I played with Alliance for a year. Is that Bulldogs. Yes. Yeah, we played against you guys. <laughs> or maybe not you, but yeah, we played against the Alliance Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, played Alliance, and then. Um, I played a year for the Dallas Ice Jets, yeah, if go. you can believe that. Yeah. I went from the Bulldogs to the Ice Jets at the time. They were bitter rivals, so uh-huh. it was like a no-no to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom jokes. She said that uh, her hand was burning when they were signing the contract. Yeah. No, <laughs> I do I do remember those Ice Jets teams being really good, though. Yes. Like, yeah. That was one thing that was just like... And they were kind of like... A new, it was like, oh, what? There's a new one? Okay, Ice Jets, whatever. And then you're yeah, like, I mean, oh, we won, legit. Yeah, I mean, we won the state championship yeah. that year. <laughs> yeah, it was like... Yeah, it was very, very like, oh. And it was like through each age group, I felt like. I was like, oh, Ice Jets, Ice Jets, Ice Jets. You know, it was just one of those things where it's like, whatever they had going on, it, it seemed work. They had, you know, a lot of talent, but... Uh, it's called weightlifting at a very young age. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's so funny. My dad, my dad always got me to that, and I just, you know... <clears throat> I just couldn't seem to gain muscle. It didn't matter what I did. I trained. I, I did everything I could. I, I I wasn't really even able to start building up muscle. I felt like until I was like mm-hmm. 16 or 17. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I had done the same things when I was a little bit younger, but just like never worked out. I couldn't really, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, as far as like the regiment, because I, I do know, and I'm not, I'm not going to put his name out there, but um, I, I did have a coach that actually coached me in high school and in travel for a little bit, um, but he actually ended up coming down and coaching uh, for the Ice Jets for a little bit. Um, I'm sure people could figure that out if they really tried hard enough. Um, but anyway, so he was, you know, he was a he was a really, really good coach or whatever, but he was just all about training. It was just mm-hmm. training, 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 training. It was, that's all it was. Like, there was no time for, like, it was. So it was just more of, like, um, that commitment. Like, I'm assuming that that organization just had people that were like, oh, no, I'm okay with just doing hockey all the time, which there's, if that's your goal, like, that's fine. Like, that's great. But it was just like, wow, like, this yeah. is, like, a next level, like, training situation here yeah so i mean we would have practice um as oh gosh what was i second year of bantam um so i'm still u14 we'd have practice four nights a week have games the remaining three nights yeah yeah um we would be traveling on tournaments i mean we would play 50 games in a season while still practicing four times a night while still going to school Uh while still doing all that like Uh, they were really hardcore, and our practices weren't just, you know, an on-ice practice. It uh-huh. was an hour on ice, an hour off ice yep. for four days a week. They they had us going hard, and uh, that's part of the reason why we won the state championship. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, another reason why the ice shots were always so good, um, just because every single one of their coaches, they just, yep, you know pounded into you. Hard work, hard work, hard work. Yeah, but, um, but a lot of the – and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but – felt like a lot of those coaches for the ice jets they had played pro mm-hmm. and that's how they got there and, mm-hmm. and and when you're you're listening to somebody that has made it there yeah you listen to them you're like okay if i got to train all, like all day every day to do this then like i'm down to do this but that was their that was their thing but but it, it's like well yeah think about it i mean one of the best defensemen in the nhl right now uh seth jones yep he's he grew up in that organization. See, I knew I knew he'd grown up down here, and like I said, I've only lived down here for a couple of years. I feel bad sometimes having people on the podcast that know all this history about you know Dallas Fort Worth hockey. And I'm like, oh, I've <laughs> only been here for a couple of years. Like, please excuse me, but I, I did know that he was down here. I didn't know he was with the Ice Jets. Yeah, well, I don't know if he was with the Ice Jets. I know he was with that co- oh whoever, that, that group of that coaches, group of yeah. coaches mm-hmm. yeah. um, because they were the Ice Jets, then they were the Attack, and then they were something else and then now there's stars elite i yep. think I, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah mm-hmm. um it all changes every five years <laughs> yeah um, you gotta keep yeah newsletter yeah exactly yep. um but yeah that 
kind of going back to the the story here, the I mean that season was probably one of the best seasons I I've personally ever had as a goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the better teams that I played on um, until that point. Yep. Uh, before then, I had never really played on a winning team before, uh-huh. um, which I think helped me yep. the most yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was seeing 45, 50 shots a game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know you get better. Oh, yeah. um, yep. And then whenever you play on a good team, you're like, "Wow, this is what defense is yeah, like." Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not, uh, I'm not here to throw. I talk about my, uh, I coach high school hockey. I'm a JV high school coach. But anyway, I talk about my team, and I'm not throwing them under the bus here. But we let in a, like a lot of shots, a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. But we have, and I would say this without, you know, whatever any sort of hesitation, we have the best goalie in our division by far. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, he's a good, good, solid little goalie. Everybody on the team likes him. He's, you is know, he a little guy too. Uh, he's not big. I mean, it's not because of his size. That's for sure. I mean, he just, um, I've always likened, and this has always kind of been my favorite type of goalie. Um, but he just like, he, he is in position and he just makes the shooter beat him. You know what I mean? It's just, he's just positionally solid. Like he, he reads the game very well. Like he's always aware, what always age looking group around. Is this? Huh? What age uh, so this is JV bronze. JV so bronze. there's a few different divisions within the JV level. Um, but anyway, call him Monty. His last name is Montanez. But uh, shout out Monty. He's <laughs> uh, he's a great kid. But it's so funny how because um, he's kind of soft spoken and, and kind of whatever. But like he's just turned out to be a leader on the team. You know what I mean? Without yeah. I didn't put any pressure on him to do that or whatever. But just everybody respects him so much because you know we'll have games that are like four to one and he has like forty something saves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just and he never gives up. He ne- he always battles. He battles for every puck. And it's just one of those like if you have a goalie like that like. It just it, and it allows your team to just like have some insurance, not insurance. That's what, but just like they know that they can play like a little bit loose. Not saying I want them to play as loose yeah. as they do sometimes, but it's just one of those to where like, like all right, guys. Like I tell them, as long as as long as we can keep their shooters to the outside, our goalie's good enough. He is not going to let you know. We just we we can't let people in on breakaways, and we can't let that you know uh, one you know I don't want to call it a one time shot, but like passes you know through the middle or whatever. If we just keep the shots to the outside, I tell him like Monty's got the rest of this. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's just one of those things. that's so funny that people see him battle. We'll be down. You know few goals or whatever there's not much time in the game he still battles for every single mm-hmm. one and the, um there's such a uh momentum teams get momentum through their goaltenders well yeah and you you probably win games that you're not supposed to win oh for sure just because yeah. he's either number one standing on his head or number two battling so hard that your guys are like super amped and uh-huh. you just go out oh, yeah. and you yep. you maybe get a lucky goal or you get a a, a lucky rebound or yeah. something like that next thing you know you're up to nothing well and, the, and the, the cool thing is is when you start seeing frustration from the other team like what do we have to do mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know like i'm not worried about what you have to do you just can't score <laughs> on our goal you know and they start second guessing and they start gripping different and they start it's one of those to where like there are times where the the other shooters they make the correct play, they make the whatever, but like goalie's covered, like he's playing his position. It's one of those. So now they start thinking it. They're like, okay, they're really doing the right thing, and if they stick with it, it'd probably end up in some goals. But now they're overthinking everything. So mm-hmm. now you know what I mean. Now yeah. they're like taking weird shots and doing this stuff that they don't need to do because trying they're trying too hard. Yeah, they're trying too hard because they're not getting the goals that they want. And it's one of those to where like it's just such a for like one position. Like you know, it, you know, I I don't want to say it's the most important position, but like if you it look is. at teams that win the Stanley Cup, <laughs> it's like yeah, we won the Stanley Cup, but we had to you know make up for this goalie over here. Like <laughs> yeah. that's never been said ever. It's nope. like you know that goalie was like a huge huge reason uh, that we made it here, but. Uh, no, but so so now you're playing for like you know kind of a, a a little you know a little bit more skilled team. You're getting a little bit more rest, but uh, okay. So so bring us bring us up to speed now. So I actually uh, I need to backtrack a little bit. Okay, um, well you can go, hey, you can go anywhere you can because go I back forgot to, to mention probably the biggest turning point in my hockey career, um, and it was during the NHL lockout. Yeah. Um, so I was fortunate enough to pl- fortunate enough to play on the same team as Ian Clark's son. Mm-hmm. Ian Clark at the time was the goalie coach for the Vancouver Canucks. Wow. There you uh, go. So it's during the NHL lockout. His son's playing on my team. Yep. He's here the entire season. He basically told me the first day of practice, take everything you've learned about goalie up to now 
and throw it out the window, uh-huh. he says, I'm going to reteach you the position. <laughs> okay. That year I went from playing B hockey to triple A. So that hey. it was, it was a yeah. turning point, like big time. Um, he definitely retaught me how to play the position. My first practice, I stood in my stance yep. the entire practice. Didn't see a single shot. Yep. I just stood in my stance because I wasn't doing it right, mm-hmm. according to him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, hated him sometimes, but definitely uh, have him to thank for where my career went after that. But anyway, that was my backtrack. Hey, so no, we'll that, that, hey, that was a good backtrack. Actually, <laughs> and can we, can we can we actually leap off of that one real quick? Yeah. Because I got, I got a little thing. So I um, I was just talking to somebody the other day. Actually, I was talking to a, a young family that was trying to get their uh, kid involved in goalie. And, uh, you know, they were kind of talking about, uh, yeah, you know, he just like, he's not so sure he wants to do the skating. And, the, and I'm like, the goalies have to be the best skaters on the team. Like hands down that it, like and the thing is there like there's people that know hockey and know whatever and they like don't know that that is actually one hundred percent like it is one, undeniable that the goalie has to be the best skater 100%. just because you do not see them skating around like their edge work is impeccable yeah that is all of the movement that is you know yeah that yeah, is one hundred percent well because not so skaters is primarily forwards and backwards yes. Um, there's not a whole lot of lateral movement. Mm-hmm. You have your crossovers, you have, you know, your, your stops, you have your quick change of directions or something along those lines, but you don't have the lateral movement like mm-hmm. a goalie yeah. where you're having to stay on your feet and follow the puck this way and then quickly T push over this way and then go down and then, you know, get a backside push over to the other way while yep. still mm-hmm. maintaining all control and balance and, and balance. And, and, yeah. It, there's a lot that goes into the goaltending skating that people just don't think about because mm-hmm. they're not really going a long distance. Yep. They're staying within, you know, their six by well, six by four area. But, but but it's like it's more difficult to stay in control on like and using your momentum in a shorter, smaller area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to be, and it's one of those things to where, and it's not even like um, the difference between you stopping that lateral shot could just be the depth of that push or the angle of that push. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like you're thinking like, okay, like I'm pushing off my inside edge to go, you know, to my, to my far side or the far post, but like, it's not enough. I need to dig in deeper. I need to, to cut heavier. I need to, because it's one of the things to where I wasn't always, um, the fast, like I, my edge work is very good, and I think that's um, because of playing goalie for so long. But my like, uh, you know, as far as just uh, you know, speed and a straight line, it's not great. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I tell everybody that. Like, I can gain speed playing out on my crossovers a lot better than just going straight because my edge work is so good where I can gain it on my crossovers. But I'm not used to skating. You're, yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least when I was being when I was playing what I would call my competitive whatever, I was more competitive at goalie. So, like, it's not something that I, you know, really practiced a lot. I didn't really practice going fast in a straight line very often. Yeah. But if you give me a crossover, like, I'll rip that thing, like, whatever, because I'm just used to using your edges and using that balance. Um, you know, and there's another thing to where a lot of people don't realize that, like, kind of what you're doing with your edges and whatever, like, your upper body is also doing a completely kind of different thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As far as like your upper body is staying one way, but your lower body is doing a whole symphony of inside edges and backwards and forwards and all these other things. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, there's a there's a lot of technique that goes into it that most people don't oh, yeah. either realize or know about. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, I'm gonna kind of build off of uh, what you were saying. Where you, whenever you skate out, it's funny. I've skated out a few times. Uh, I I don't do it often, um, but whenever I do, people always comment that I look like I know what I'm doing <laughs> until I touch until I touch the puck. Oh yeah yeah right yeah yeah. So yeah. my skating is phenomenal mm-hmm. and the way I handle myself I look like a hockey player. Mm-hmm. I look like I know what I'm doing until I touch the puck and they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy has no idea what he's doing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just cuz it's it's a completely different skill set. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've practiced playing goalie for 20 years, uh-huh. whereas, you know, my teammates have practiced stick handling oh, yeah, for 20 uh-huh. years. I, I can't stick handle to save my life. I got a decent shot. I can aim it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but I'm it, not. But it, I'm but pushing the puck. It's, I'm so, not. <laughs> it's so funny, though, just like the disconnect you'd think that, like, because when we're talking about this, like, this is something that you could you could play hockey your entire life and you still can't really understand what the goalies are doing or what they how they mm-hmm. react right because at the end of the day like you're not focused on that you yep. know what i mean but like if you if you've ever done both sides of it 
like, you know, I feel like I've done both sides of it. It's like, you can kind of be like, yeah, like it's literally like really different and mm-hmm. really cool in some ways. And like, really like very, very, um, you know, I've always kind of likened, um, um, it's funny, I'm involved, you know, obviously in coaching and there's a bunch of parents or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you can always tell the goalie parents because like they're not with any of the other parents and they're usually pacing back and forth and they're usually, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, yep. It's one of those, it's one of those things where like, Saying that's kind of how the goalie is. It's like the goalie's <laughs> a part of that team and is a huge reason for that team's success and whatever. But like that goalie also is like playing his own game in a way. You yes. know, he's definitely still part of that team, but like he is, it's like everything is self-regulated because you can't control kind of what happens out there. You mm. know what I mean? Like you're you're looking at a reactionary standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's funny that you mentioned the goalie parents. Um I've I've got to bring up my mom. My mom is oh she's hilarious. Yeah. Um in a sense where everybody knows you don't mess with my mom. <laughs> and uh but she's a she's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um so she doesn't get angry in the sense that she cusses out everybody. Right. Or she doesn't, you know, watch the hockey game and just drown a bunch of booze uh-huh. so that way, you know, she can yeah. whatever. Relax a little bit. <laughs> uh, she's, she's in the stands praying the whole time. Oh, I'm like, sure. Like straight up, like yeah. yell, yell praying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's kind of intimidating for the people that are around her so people don't mess with her. But yeah, it's, it's so funny good, that yeah. you mentioned the goalie parents. It's uh, just, yeah, my mom is definitely one of a kind. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's just so funny because uh, you know up at the Mansfield Star Center, you know uh, the Zam gates are in the corner. So usually, if I'm getting ready to uh, make a cut or hop on the Zam or whatever, I'm right back. I'm right by that back uh, glass area or board area, where, where, you know. And it's literally like it's such a kind of narrow area because people aren't. I'm not saying people aren't supposed to be back there, but people don't congregate there because there's just not a lot of space and it looks kind of uncomfortable. But you can just, there's always just one dad or one mom or one parent <laughs> or whatever that's just like, I'm like, yeah, goalie parent. And I, I make, I, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, I make this joke during a tournament weekend. I probably make this joke, I don't know, a dozen times or whatever, but it's just like, goalie parent, huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yep, like, goalie parent. Like, it's just one of those, like, it's just such a, I can't, uh, and my dad, I'm going to go ahead and I'm not throwing him under the bus, but like, I don't think he ever, like he allowed me to play, but I don't think that he ever wanted me to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, cause my dad grew up playing hockey and he kind of knew, you know, what I was in for or whatever. Um, but, uh, it was just one of those situations to where I, I just like, I wanted to do it and he was going to allow me to do it. But at the end of the day, um, it was just kind of, I could feel the stress just kind of from them as far as like, you know, everybody's watching you, everybody's, you know, making sure that, uh, or not that everybody's making sure, but that your parents really just want you to succeed. But when it's a one goal game and it's like a third period or, you know, any of that stuff, it's just hard not to feel like the whole world is just like resting on your shoulders, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always had this thing and I still have it now. Um, and I talk about it quite a bit, but, uh, like I would have this, like, and this is before like every game I would have like a, an anxiety, almost like attack just because I was so just like prepared and like whatever it may, I think it made me like a better player. Like once I hit the ice, I was good, Mm -hmm. but it was just that like, you know, getting ready before the game. Cause I just, I knew that I had like a different task than everybody else. So it was like, everybody else is kind of be able to focus on like, all right, we're going to break the puck out. We're going to do all these other things. And I'm just like, nobody's talking to me. I'm just, I got to get in my own head right now. Like this is, yeah, you know, people, people look at me weird before games. Cause oh, yeah. I've got, I definitely have my own oh, yeah. ritual yeah. routine. Oh yeah. It's just one of those. And it's just, it's different. Like, and that not to be whatever, but that's when I really didn't feel like not that you don't want to be a part of the team, but it's just like leave me alone, leave me alone, mm-hmm. leave me alone, leave me alone, yeah. leave me alone. You don't know what I'm, you don't know what I'm going through right now. Like you guys are playing your own game, I'm playing my game. Um, but I so would, I don't, I don't say a word on game days yeah. until I start getting dressed. Yeah. Like, um, I, I get to the rink, I'm quiet. I'm doing my warm up, I'm quiet. I'm like head down, focused the entire time until I start putting my gear on. Yeah. Every single time. So yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. People people look at you strange, but then after a while they know like okay yeah, yeah just yeah. You're, just you're, don't talk to him yeah before you're, you're just you're you're just <laughs> you're you're, t- you're taking care of but in the weird way you're doing it because you want to compete at a certain level and you want your team to you know whatever and you just you just kind of you kind of need that uh, need that to be but uh, so can we kind of um, all right so you're with the ice jets you're. I kind of forgot where we were, but how, uh, so how, what, cause I always kind of like to talk to people about this, but like, what does it look like after you're done, 
you know, you're, you're done playing travel hockey, you've aged out, like, well, what, what does that look like? Do you, do you keep playing or do you take a break? You know, I took a couple years off, you know, after high school, uh, went to college where there wasn't any hockey. I took a couple years off. Did you take years off or did you continue to play or how did that work out? Yeah. So, um, just kind of continuing on it. Um, I will mention one other point in my amateur hockey. Oh, no, was, mention as many as you want, yeah. Uh, U16, um, I went and played in Salt Lake City mm-hmm. for a team called uh, Chatters. Yep. Uh, we were terrible. We lost, like, pretty much every game, but I got a whole lot better after that season. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, goalies yep. on the bad teams normally get better. Uh-huh. So I got better. I wanted to make a small little mention because that allowed me to get used to living away from my family. Yep. Um, I met a lot of people that I love out in Salt Lake City. Um, so don't don't <laughs> don't think that I didn't take that time shortly. It's just yeah. just for the sake of time. Yeah. Um, we'll kind of skip over that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, after that year, I went and played juniors up in uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Probably the best two years of my life, living wise. Yeah. Hockey wise, probably the worst two years of really? my life. Yes. 100%. Um, I can count on one hand the amount of games that I played in those two years. Yeah. Um, I rode the bench a lot uh-huh. and it had no reflect on skill. It had all reflect on size. Right. Um, so I was looked down upon. Just simply because of my size, but yep. I did so well in the tryout camp that they kind of didn't have any other choice. Right. Yeah. So they picked me as the third string goalie for the first year. So I knew the first year I wasn't going to play much. They said this is going to be a developing year, but we're going to shape you in to be the starter next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I you know bit the bullet there. Um, you know, went to all the practices, went to all the games, showed up on time worked my butt off, knew my name wasn't going to be on the list every single week, um, and was able to get through that. And then the next season comes along, and yeah, they're saying the same sort of things. But then I get an offer from a team that had just won the national championship that they want me to be their backup goalie. Mm -hmm. So they said they guarantee me about 20 games in a season. And I was like, that's a really tempting offer to go play for the potential potential national championship winning team. Yep. Um, as a backup, get 20 games experience. But then the team from Minnesota says, no, we want you as our starter this year. You're going to get like 50, 55 games. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, hands down. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a worse league. It's a worse team, but I don't care. I'm going to play 50 games. Yeah, right. I'm going here. Um, so I turned down that offer. That was the Helena Bighorns mm-hmm. um, that I turned down. So any junior hockey players know that as far as Tier 3 junior hockey goes, that's a, one of the teams to play for. Right. Um, but anyway, long story short, um, I played the first five games of the season. I don't see the ice again the rest of the season. Right. Um, and it basically was almost a stunt because my, we paid up front. Mm-hmm. They, we committed up front. And so they almost wanted to say, hey, yeah, we're honoring this. When in all reality, they really just wanted to take my money and they already had another guy yep. that was scheduled to come in from Sweden that took my spot. Right. So, so you got... Uh, I got the five games that he wasn't there for. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was... It was unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, right. So, uh, anyway, kind of moving on there. Uh, third third year of juniors comes around. I moved back down to Dallas. Um, I played for the Dallas Ice Jets again, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of was a repeat of the last two years. Yep. Um, not so much skill-wise, because I put up the best numbers I've ever put up playing hockey. I mm-hmm. played three games. I had two shutouts. I had like a 9-2-3 save percentage overall. Yep. The one game that I didn't do so hot, um, I led up like f- four goals on like 38 shots or mm-hmm. something like that, so it was a a point eight something, not terrible, not great, but um, you know it is what it is. But halfway through the season, I ended up uh, I was late to a practice, and uh, <laughs> this is the whole reason why I left that that whole organization. Hey, here you go. Here's your, here's your um, time. So I was late to a practice by one minute, and this and by being late, I was one minute late for being two hours early. Yep. I show up in the locker room. They told me that I was late. They made me run. They blah blah blah. We had a tournament, or not a tournament, we had a, a, a series in Colorado that weekend. Um, our starting goalie was injured 
Um, our backup goalie was not injured. I, at the time, was the third string goalie. This is after I've already sat for probably two months in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decide to dress the injured starting goalie and play the backup goalie, and I sat all three games. And after that, I said, I'm done. Um, I went back. Went back. We put up our, all of our gear in the locker room. I pretended like everything was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as I waited for everybody to leave the rink, and then I went right back in, grabbed my gear, walked out of the locker room, and that was it. I just grabbed my oh. gear and left. I didn't say a single word to anybody. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it yeah. was, well, it's one of those things to where, like, you have to – Goalies, goalies need to be able to compete. Yes. Because that's what feeds them. That's what keeps them alive. Like, you know, you can, I mean, not that people that play out, if you want forwards, defensemen, centers, wings, whatever, yes, they need to compete too. But goalies, like, feed off of it. Mm-hmm. And unless they've been tested and can be, I was just going to say fed, like, they need, and it doesn't mean, by fed, it doesn't mean, like, wins, whatever. It means they need opportunities. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get those opportunities, it's like, you're not getting the same you know, same go as everybody else. Like, you just want your go. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, you'll own it. But yeah. But you need your go. Yeah, exactly. And you need your time. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'm glad you brought up that point uh, because uh, that kind of leads into where my hockey career turned from there. Because mm-hmm. I was I was done with hockey. I, I did not want to play anymore. I was not wanting to do anything. Um, and then DBU came and was like, hey, we need a goalie. Our goalie uh, can't play the rest of this semester. And this was in, um, I want to say December. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year, but <clears throat> this was in December. Uh, so the the next semester was starting up, and they needed a goalie so they could finish the season. And so I was like, okay, I'll tour the campus. I'll see what it's all about. And I'll let you guys know if I want to play or not. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was, I was like, you know, I've already taken two years off of school. I just want to go to school. I don't want to deal with the the junior politics anymore. Right. <clears throat> so I went. I toured the campus. Fell in love with the campus. DBU is an absolutely amazing campus. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, love the staff there. Um, and yeah, their hockey team was actually really good. Yep. Um, and so I was like, okay, um, I'll, I'll, I'll play here. I'll, I'll do this for a year, and we'll see where it goes from there. So I played my first semester um, there, had a blast. It was only like four or five games. The second mm-hmm. semester is really short. Um, we didn't make playoffs or anything, um, so that was kind of it. And then the next season came around, um, and <laughs> we had a lot of people graduate and not a whole lot of people resign. Right. So my second year at DBU, we had a grand total of seven people on the on the hockey team. Seven. Seven. Yeah, you need more people. We had a winning season. Oh, there you go. Never mind. You don't need more people. You get you're winning seven. You yeah. got seven, I guess. I if you can, if you can believe it, we actually had a winning seven or a winning season because the seven guys that showed up cared. They were good, uh-huh. and we knew how to take advantage of the ice. I've, I've had this theory though, Josh Messick that, uh, and I say this in men's league sometimes, sorry, event staff. Sometimes I throw you guys under the bus, but, uh, sometimes less is more. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those where like, you got the right ones. Like sometimes less works a little better. Well, uh, let me kind of put it to you this way. We, so my sophomore and junior year, we went up to Missouri state. Um, sophomore, sophomore year was with seven guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was almost laughable. Uh, junior year was with 12 guys. Mm-hmm. So a little bit better, but still not respectable. Um, we didn't get outscored by double digits. We got outshot by triple digits. Um, but we lost the first game. It was seven, nothing. The second game we lost, it was seven, one. Um, third game we lost, it was seven, nothing. And then the fourth game we lost, it was like, seven to three or something like that yeah but that's we were playing a division one acha team we're a division two acha team with seven guys and we got outshot like 135 to 15 hey well there you go (laughs) so it's not not bad they didn't cancel the game or anything but yeah what what's funny what's funny is is i i say all that to say this is yeah i've i've had my downs in hockey Mm -hmm. um but I swear those two years with those tiny group and that tiny team, mm-hmm. what we went through, and for us to come out on top with an above 500 record, yeah. I fell in love with the game all over again. Yeah. 
And I was I was gung ho for hockey. Yep. I was, you know what? I'm gonna get back in shape. I'm gonna do this a hundred percent and we're gonna we're gonna win the championship next uh-huh. year for yeah. my senior year. Yeah. And uh almost got to that goal. Um but uh kind of drama happened during, along the season. I'll kinda of save everybody this story. Uh it, we'll just say that it was uh uh, female drama. Oh yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah. Uh, distracted me. Um, <clears throat> I ended up. I ended up stopped taking care of myself for a while. Oh no. But anyway, we made it to the championship game, and I ended up collapsing in the third period. Uh, was rushed to the emergency room. Had a heart rate of two fifty, sinus tachycardia, enlarged aorta. My kidneys were failing, um, all because I was not taking care of myself. Um, was severely dehydrated, way too overdosed on caffeine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just a brew storm of just but nastiness. Did, uh, but did you learn a lesson from that, Josh? I Messick? definitely learned it's, a lesson. It's okay Take care to of yourself. fail as long as yes. you learn the lesson. Did so, you yes. learn the lesson? Yes, so I'm glad you brought up the it's okay to fail as long as you learn the lesson because yes. I say all that. My, my first part of my hockey career was awesome. Mm-hmm. My second part of my hockey career was depressing. Right. Let's just be honest. It was depressing. Yeah. But my third part of my hockey career has just been unforgettable. Yeah. And has given me so many opportunities that I could have never asked, wanted, or dreamed for. Like, I've been able to do things that that only a handful of people have been able to do with hockey. Yeah. Um, and so I say all that to say this. So I collapsed because I wasn't taking care of myself. I decided, uh-huh. you know what, I'm going to start taking care of myself. Um, I, you know, got in the gym all the time. I went down to 6% body fat. I'm not that now. I will have a full-time yeah, it's job. It's all right, now. John. But, but hey, it's okay. You but know, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll just stick that. with the story. Um, so yeah, I got down to 6% body fat was uh, attempting to try and play professional hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, played with the the Allen Americans for a little bit. Um, got to dress out in a game. Nice. So that was really cool. Had my name on the back of a professional jersey there that you go. I didn't pay to put on. Yeah. They paid me to put it on there. That's where yeah, so, there you go. Um I like to I like to say that, you know, I'm not really a professional hockey player, but yeah. everybody that tells me, "Hey, you had your name on a jersey. You are on the team." Your name is on the ECHL website. You were a professional hockey player, but hey, I, I, still, I totally no. I'm I still totally humble. Take that I would tell anybody that had to say, <laughs> I'd say, "Well, like, look it up. It's on the books, boy. Like, yeah. Get out of here." Yeah, the whole zero games played. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how many play. Like, means that I was there in case they needed me. I yeah. was there. I so was, uh, was good to go. So that uh, that kind of led into the other amazing experience that hockey led me to, and that was uh, getting to skate with the Dallas Stars. Wow! Um, so I was, you know, playing with the the Americans, going to their practice, training with them, um, and I was always the first guy to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being early, being prepared, um, especially you know, pro level. Like I wanted, I want to keep doing this. I mm-hmm. want this to be my career. Um, so I, you know, was dedicated and I show up early to practice. I'm the first one there. And, um, I think it was Aaron Jens that came in the locker room and he was like, Hey, um, so I just got a call from the trainer of the stars. They need a goalie. Do you want to go practice with them today? And I was kind of dumbfounded at first cause I, I didn't really, comprehend what he exactly said and i said wait what and he says the stars need a goalie you know the stars want to skate and i said wait like the dallas stars he's like yeah bro like the nhl team you want to go or not and i was like yes i'm there Uh, and he's like all right go here be there by this time and talk to this guy and yeah. you're good to go. So I went out there, I got to skate with Jamie Ben, Jason Spezza, uh-huh. Antoine Roussel, Kari Lettinen, uh, Niemi, uh, Jordy Ben. Um, they try and snipe you? Uh, so Jason Spezza <laughs> was, uh, I had a, uh, not gonna lie, a nasty 
windmill glove save yeah, on yeah. Jason oh, there, Spezza. Hey, you can you can put it out there. But but it was in warm-ups, uh-huh. um, and he didn't take too kindly to it. Oh. So uh, next one wasn't. Uh... Yeah, no, I didn't stop very many after that. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, like, he was like, who is this kid yeah. coming out here making windmill saves and warm-ups? Yeah. I'll, yeah, all right, I'll show him. Yeah. Well, what a lot of people uh, don't realize sometimes is those guys can put it into a puck-sized hole. We'll put it that way. Oh my gosh. You it's, know what I mean? Jay, so Jamie Ben has the most effortless release I've ever seen out of any skater. Yeah. It's so I I skated with the Americans, right? Those guys are pros. Those guys are really really good hockey players. And then I skated with the Stars. That's a com- like you think, okay, it's two levels below. There can't be much different. Mm-hmm. It's a night and day difference. The level of I, I, what's the word? Um, ease yep. that it comes for these these guys. They yep. look like they're not even trying. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, the puck's in and out of the net. And you're like, wait, I didn't even know he shot it yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jamie Ben quickest release I've ever seen. Uh, Spezza has the nicest shot I've ever seen, but that's because I couldn't stop it after the first one. Right, so you got to throw it under there because I didn't stop <laughs> it. I didn't stop it because it was the nicest. Yeah. That's the only reason. So yeah, 100%. Uh, but Antoine Roussel, hardest worker I've ever seen. Dude is a freaking train. Yeah. And then Niemi just straight up bags himself all the time. That's why he was able to be in the NHL too. He's what, 40? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was on the ice two hours after practice just bag skating himself. And he's, uh, you know, he's not a big guy either. You know, maybe he True. shows... Maybe he shows that you don't have to be a big guy. You yes, got all these big guys. Sometimes... You just got to bag yourself for two hours after. Yeah, practice no, that's all day. you have to do. That's all, that's all you. That's all you have to do is just completely uh, torture yourself to become uh, to to become that. Uh... All right. Well, hey. So I think we're uh, we're getting pretty uh, pretty close on time here. So uh, we always have this thing here at the end and. Uh, in all honesty, I'd like to have you on again at some point because uh, I've enjoyed this. I don't feel like we've got to hit on nearly as much as we we well, probably. I, probably I didn't could even have. get to mention uh, my wife, and I guarantee you, she's. Well, she okay, would hold, not, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold the she, phone, hold the phone. Okay, because <laughs> here's what we're about to set up for you: a perfect opportunity to tell her absolutely anything you want to. So the thing that we do now. It's called a shout-out. So oh, you can okay. shout anybody out that you want to, and I usually give a little bit of advice or some tips that uh, you might want to shout-out your wi- wife definitely first. Uh, 100%. If you feel like you need to, you can do parents, whatever. But anyway, so I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, here's your shout-out. You can can say whatever you want to, do whatever you want to, but here's your shout-out. All right. So uh, I'd like to shout-out Savannah Messick, um, a.k.a. the best wife ever. Best wife ever. Best wife ever. Uh, she's the reason why I got new pads that are Barracuda color. I saw pads. them and they look sick. I actually yes, had it. They're I amazing. Had it, I had it on the uh, list of things to talk to you about. We just didn't get to it, but I was going to talk yeah, to you no, about your I, pads. But uh, I go on tangents a lot. I'm no, sorry. it's hey, no, but this is perfect for a podcast. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I've had a very relaxing, uh, relaxing night. But but, uh, but yeah, so I'd like to shout out Savannah Messick. I love you, baby. Uh, you're my favorite person ever. Um, I can't believe that we've almost been married a year. Um, it'll be November 16th. November 16th. November 16th, one year. We're super excited. Yeah. Um, but I love you, babe, and I will see you at home in a little bit, even though you're going to probably be listening to this when I'm already at home. Hey, well, hey, <laughs> so this isn't live, though. So this is only this is coming out on Thursday. Yeah. So depending on when you're going home, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. If well, when there. I'm already home. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was about to say, because you, you came from far away. Yes. You came from uh, over an hour away, which I, I think is, uh, you know, if anything, that just makes me feel like, uh, hey, you really wanted to be here. So yeah. I, uh, I certainly. Uh, certainly appreciate you coming in, um, but I have my own little shout out. Right? Is there any? Actually, is there anybody else you want to shout out? Sorry, didn't rip. Uh, well, I mean, I've already shouted out my parents, but I guess my dad. I haven't said my dad. Yeah. Um, my sister, uh, Amber, uh, my brother-in-law, Jason, all her kids, uh, Addie, JJ, Seneca, Jet. Love you guys. Um, I wouldn't be the same person without you. Hey, and then awesome. of course I. I gotta mention Wayne Johns, yeah, obviously the captain, for, the captain for setting this all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't forget him. No. Um, so yeah. All well, right. Hey. I think I think I'm good for now. I'm sure on the way home I'm gonna remember. Somebody. No. So that's always how it works. <laughs> I've actually gotten like text messages later. They're like, hey, like I'm like, nope, it's already in the books. Like, sorry, there's no <laughs> like it's 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 written it's written uh, it's written it's good. But uh, all right. Well, hey uh, guys, I have a shout out here, and um, I know that usually I try and make 
shout outs a positive thing, but I just came across some stuff that's happening in the NHL, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple days ago, and I'm sure some of you, some of you guys that uh, stay in tune to this kind of maybe realize kind of what's happening here, but uh, just to give a little bit of backstory, my mother has been involved, uh, she has her PhD in psychology, um, she's been involved for a very long time with uh, special needs children, and uh, you know, people with... Uh, with special needs. And uh, so, you know, report comes out that the, uh, I guess my shout out is for the Phoenix Coyotes, who decided to draft somebody that has been essentially, um, I'm not even going to say bullying. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, he has made a uh, mentally disabled boy's life very, very difficult uh, since the second grade. So he just got drafted into the NHL Um, And when I say bullying, um, I don't even think that's kind of enough to talk about the decade of uh, of what he did to this uh, to this boy here. But um, this went beyond bullying. He ended up in court for this. The judge that presided over his case said he showed no lack of empathy whatsoever. Um, And I know that you could easily look around other sports and you could say, well, this is happening here and whatever. You know, at the end of the day, um, Hockey is my sport, and this is something that I care about, and this is something that's, uh, you know, kind of dear to me. Um, but just to, like, kind of get into and I'm not going to get into the whole story. I'm not even going to say his name. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not a cancel culture type person. I'm not a social justice warrior. I care about people. Um, but this guy should never, ever, ever touch the ice in the NHL. You are. You can feel free to, you know, uh, read the story yourself. Um, many, many, many other NHL teams had a do not. It's called a D and D. Do not draft this kid. Do not draft this kid. Um, all I need to know. He sent out an apology letter to every NHL team in the NHL, apologizing for what he did. You know, who he didn't apologize to. He never apologized to that kid. Not once. All right. We're uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. His mom just came out with a statement saying, you know, it's great. Or I'm sorry, the, the victim's mom came out with a statement today saying, yeah, that's great and everything. He's never apologized to my kid. All right. Now, keep in mind, this has been happening since from second grade to 12th grade for 10 years. You can look this stuff up, see how he's essentially, this is not bullying. This is torturing a mentally disabled kid for 10 plus years. All right. 95% of these NHL teams don't want to touch this guy, and the Phoenix Coyotes pick him up, all right? I'm very, very, very upset about this. This is stupid. This is something they never should have done. I don't know how it took this long for this to be released to everybody, but uh, if this kid does touch the ice at some point in the NHL, which I hope he never does, I hope he gets a, a very, very not warm welcome, okay? This is something that's really close to my heart, and all you have to do is read the stories on this. Evidently, he should have been a second-round draft pick. He got dropped down to the fourth round because of, of all these things. He shouldn't have even been, even been in the fourth round, okay? If you're taking advantage of a, of, a, of a kid, not just physically but mentally, for a decade, you've lost your right to really do anything in the NHL or in the eyes of the public at any point. He has never apologized to this kid. The judge in his case, yes, this had to go to an actual court. The police got involved. He did not apologize. The, the, the judge did not think that he was sorry. I'm sure this judge has presided over case after case after case. He did not think that this kid, and you can go and look at what the judge said. It's all in the transcript. He showed no remorse, okay? Has not apologized to this kid. So Phoenix Coyotes, this shout out is for you. I think that it's a joke that you guys even drafted this kid after multiple, multiple, multiple teams had him on a do not draft list. Okay. So I know that I usually end this podcast on a positive note. And Josh, you have been so positive. So I hate to end your episode this way, but I hey, really. It's all right. Screw that guy. Hey, screw that guy. Okay. At the end <laughs> of the day, I'm here to say that first and foremost. Hockey is a game to where we have a high standard for the people that we look up to. Okay. So when I see this happening, it may, it made me sick to my stomach. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to keep going on about this, but this, we have to ha- have a higher standard in hockey. This is, this is bogus. So my shout out is to the Phoenix Coyotes. And I hope this gets its, I hope, I hope this gets settled because this is not, uh, this is not what this game is about. And, uh, 
I believe in second chances, but if you can't apologize to the kid that you've, uh, you've, you've done that to for 10 years, then you don't deserve to be playing. And, uh, that's really kind of all I have to say about that. Well, Hey, so that was the least cheerful, uh, shout out that I've ever given. And like I said, Josh, sorry I had to do that in your episode, but, uh, no worries. Hey, but, uh, I really, really thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. It was a great episode. I'd like to have you on again. And, uh, if I'm being honest, part of the reason that I had you on is because I'm actually putting a face-off spot skate together where all the guests play in one game. I'm down. So the idea is that Rubes, our sponsor, he's a goalie. But I, I'm thinking about all our other guests because we have just the right amount of guests for this one skate. Okay, but I'm like, man, I only have one goalie. I only have Rubes. I've never had another goalie <laughs> on here. But now I have our second goalie for the uh, for the skate. We're going to try and do something fun for it. We're going to try and have it... Uh, in November at a, at a certain point, but, uh, sorry, are you cool with the, the face-off spot? hundred percent. Okay, cool. Cause it's just the guests. It's just people that have been on the show before and it's going to be kind of a fun thing. And, uh, I don't know, we might try and get some, uh, Rube's brews out for it or something. You Let's know? do it. Hey, so, but you're, you're down for it. And, uh, I just, I really, really appreciate you coming on Josh. And, uh, Hey, so we did get the, uh, the Barracuda's home opener is Friday, November 20th. 8 p.m. versus the Titans. Yes. So that is where, uh, that that's what's going on. We will give uh, more information. Uh, we'll put a link uh, beneath or below, but uh, we'll give you the information because uh, face-off spot in Barracuda's hockey, we're uh, we're in this together, right, Josh? Exactly. Hey, we're, yeah. in, we're in this together, and uh, that's part of the reason that uh, I'm happy to have you on because so many people uh, suggested that uh, you, should, uh, you should be one of the guests. So anyway, Josh, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, can't wait to be back, uh, and definitely cannot wait for the guest game showdown. Hey, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be unreal. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have a draft. I'll uh, I'll draft. You'll be a high draft pick. You'll be high because I think we're gonna do it where Rubes and I are uh, drafting against do each I other. Do I get a signing bonus? No, you know we don't have any money. <coughs> Actually, we're probably gonna ask. What about you. beer? No. We're, oh yeah. No, we'll have beer. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're probably gonna ask. I don't know you from who knows. I don't know where we're gonna come up with this money. But, I'll take uh, a six pack as a signing bonus. Hey, there we go. <laughs> all right. You'll have to you'll have to talk to Rubes uh, about that. He's uh, he's my beer guy. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Hey uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, everybody, check out the uh, Barracuda. Uh, new uh, website. We will put that uh, below in the uh, description. Uh, also, uh, we have a website that is just about to come out. That link is not going to be below because it's not ready, but it's almost ready. Um, and then, as always, check out Rube's Brews, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify. Like us on iTunes. Uh, follow our page. Uh, do all the good things. All right, guys. Hey, um, I always appreciate all you listeners. Um, I really, really enjoy having the people on here, and um, I just, I really appreciate the the people that do tune in because uh, it it just makes this all kind of worthwhile. So if you are tuning in and you have been tuning in, I just, I really appreciate you. So continue to tune in. We're coming out with episodes every Thursday. All right. I'll check in next Thursday. Later guys.